letter forty six of the history of lady barton this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox org the history of lady barton by elizabeth griffith letter forty six lord hume to lord lucan naples i verily believe my dear lucan that there never was a more unfortunate knight-errant than myself and that the renowned hero of la mancha was but a prototype both of my folly and my sufferings i think i want nothing but a squire as tristful as yourself to record my misadventures in the style of a ballad called the disastrous traveller or lord hume's garland which would certainly supersede the babes in the wood and barbara allen in the english chronicle and set all the nursery-maids and children in our nation a-blubbering my last informed you how completely i was duped at venice that i had lost my mistress and my money bagatelles not worth thinking of say you cheaply off for some thousands etc etc well philosophy is a fine thing said i to myself and i will endeavour to think like lord lucan but i had better have recollected the famous sentence recorded to have been uttered from the pulpit by an irish bishop who by the way was an englishman and prepared myself for what was to follow single misfortunes said his reverence never come alone and the greatest of evils is attended by greater now to apply my text in a very ill temper and with about a hundred pieces in my pocket i set out from venice and journeying by land and by water arrived safe in the ecclesiastical territories about two leagues from tivoli my carriage broke down i had no attendance but one servant who sat in the carriage with me and very ill supplied the place of my former fellow-traveller i had left one footman sick at venice who was to follow me and discharged all the rest of my useless parade i did not choose to leave my baggage to the care or rather mercy of the postilion and as it was not quite dark i ordered saunders you know old robert to stay by the chaise till i could send people from tivoli either to mend it or assist him to bring my trunks to some place of safety i had not walked half a league when i was attacked by banditti who demanded my purse and on my attempting to make some resistance as i wore a couteau de chasse they knocked me down gave me several cuts over the head stripped me of my money clothes and watch and left me for dead on the spot as it grew late saunders became alarmed for my safety and tried to prevail on the postillion to let him have one of the horses in order to overtake and guard me on the road to the town the fellow either was or pretended to be afraid to stay by himself they therefore mounted the pair and set out together for tivoli as i was left directly in the highway the horses started as they came up to me and when the men alighted to see what was the matter they found me weltering in my blood but with so much appearance of life that i still breathed and sometimes groaned poor old saunders tore off his shirt to bind up my wounds as well as he could in the dark and covered me with his own clothes while the postilion rode off in search of a surgeon and a litter to convey me to some shelter 
my senses did not return till the next day when i found myself covered with bandages and so faint and weak with loss of blood that i could not speak saunders gave a scream of joy at seeing me open my eyes and recounted what had befallen me i lay in this state of misery above three weeks and when i was able to rise i had not a single garment of any sort to put on for the postillion i presume considering that i should have no further occasion for them had assumed to himself the office of an executor and carried off my baggage with the chaise and horses and got clear out of his holiness's dominions before there was any inquiry made after him i sent saunders off immediately to rome with a draft on my banker which he received and returned as quick as possible but i was still unable to travel and a wound which i had received in my right arm prevented my being able to use a pen without suffering extremely let this account for your not hearing from me during my confinement as i had a good deal of leisure to reflect upon my folly i determined to grow wise incontinently and thought the best proof i could give of my discretion was to turn my steps towards england i was however obliged to go to rome for a few days to settle with my banker as soon as my business was dispatched i set out in pursuance of my plan and have arrived thus far on my route over i went as was natural to the house where i had formerly lived with margarita and could not help making some inquiries after her to my great surprise they told me that she was then in this city and lived in a most exemplary manner with an ecclesiastic who was believed to be her brother a spirit of revenge took possession of me the moment that i heard of this pretended priest and brother and i determined to see my fallen angel upbraid her with her perfidy and punish the villain who had robbed me of my mistress and cheated me of my money i wandered about naples for several days without being able to discover any trace of her at last i bethought myself of visiting the churches for as she now pretended to be a devotee i might possibly meet her in one of them accordingly i one day saw a woman kneeling at a confessional who though she was veiled i immediately knew to be margarita i waited for a long time before she had concluded her devotions and joined her just as she was going out of the porch when i spoke to her she lifted up her veil and looked at me with a countenance so full of sweetness that i instantly forgot my resentment and could have fallen at her feet and entreated her to be reconciled to me she spoke to me in a low voice and said i have used you ill my lord but i have been severely punished for my crime i dare not hope you should again receive me into your favour but come and accept of all the restitution that is now in my power to make you i live in the strada del santo marco my tyrant will be asleep by eleven o'clock i shall then at least have an opportunity of imploring your forgiveness i dare not talk to you longer adieu despise me as you will lucan i confess that i felt my tenderness for this infamous woman revive and instead of going directly to a magistrate or endeavouring to do myself justice on her and her vile accomplice i counted the minutes with impatient expectation of that happy one which should again restore me to the pleasure of seeing and conversing with her at the time appointed i repaired to my rendezvous which was at a considerable distance from the place where i lived and in a very retired part of the town as i passed through an unfrequented street i was set upon by four bravos i instantly drew my sword and determined to sell my life as dear as possible as i had the advantage of a wall at my back i defended myself successfully for a few minutes but should have been overpowered if providence had not sent sir george cleveland and another gentleman to my rescue 
at their approach the bravos would have fled but i secured one of them whom i had wounded and who proved to be the pretended priest and brother of margarita when we had lodged him properly and i had got a slight wound which i had received dressed i communicated the whole of my adventure frankly to sir george and wished him to accompany me in pursuit of that worthless woman whom i supposed to be an accomplice in the intended assassination and whom i now resolved to give up to justice sir george is a gallant fellow lucan he talked so very rationally that he dissuaded me from my purpose as he said the bringing margarita to punishment if i should have resolution sufficient to do so must of necessity expose myself observing also that i ought not to pursue a wretch with too much rigour whom i had formerly contributed to render abandoned his remarks upon the folly and baseness of men in their commerce with the unhappy of the other sex were truly generous i remember but one of them at present i think he said that we first take pains to destroy the foundation of every female virtue modesty and are then surprised to find the superstructure totter that is foolish enough to be sure though we practise it every day but to conclude for i begin to think you are heartily tired as even i grow a little weary though i am talking of myself which is the pleasantest of all subjects the next morning brought me a most doleful letter from my fair penitent entreating me for the love i once bore her not to prosecute her brother as she still affected to style him declaring herself entirely innocent of any evil intentions of his with regard to my life and offering to refund whatever remained of the jewels she had robbed me of provided i would but remit the prosecution i consulted with cleveland who advised me not to be prevailed on to suffer such a pest to society as pere jacques to escape but if he would give up his accomplices to use my interest to get them all sent to the galleys together as to la belle signora he thought i should make terms with her also and let her compound for her crimes by a life of repentance that the jewels she mentioned should be sold in order to pay her pension among les filles repenties where she should be obliged to enter on her probation immediately i was charmed with this scheme and by his assistance have happily put it into execution would he could be as successful in restoring me to the esteem of an amiable woman as he has been in extricating me from the artifices of a vile one but i have never yet dared to name miss cleveland to him and i will patiently go through a year of probation under his eye before i even presume to hope that he will favour my suit in the meantime i am happy to find from his behaviour that he is a stranger to mine upon that occasion he talks of returning to england in a few months i am determined to accompany him and i hope that you will have got so far the better of your romantic passion by that time as to quit your sorrowful solitude and meet us there here ends my woeful story which however has had a fortunate conclusion may all your adventures terminate as happily sincerely wishes your affectionate friend hume p s i have this moment received a billet from sir george cleveland acquainting me that he means to set out immediately for paris this is a sudden flight but i am determined to accompany him direct to me accordingly End of letter forty six